This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Hello, and welcome to our first episode of Voices of the Peace. First and foremost, we'd like to acknowledge that we're filming this show on the traditional territory of the Denizah. And secondly, I'd like to tell you a little bit about the show. With it being our first show, you might see a few things like A, my paper's getting in the way, but B, you're going to see lots more. You see, this show was created as a way to find out more about our town, our community and the people in it. I get to drive down the street every day and I see things like the Pomeroy Sports Center, the Cultural Center. I get to see a lot of businesses, I get to skate on a lot of rinks and I think, how'd that happen? How did that get built? You might play in a sports league. You might be part of a community club. You might go to a park. You might wonder, how did that get here? And that's where Voices of the Peace come in. We're gonna find those stories. We're gonna find the teams that built those things and, and the people who shaped our town. We wanna find out what happened so that we can truly celebrate the stories that make up our community. We've partnered with Urban Systems, who've built vibrant communities, and North River Midstream, who know that with the right players and a great community, we can do this. My name is Ted Sloan, and welcome to Voices of the Peace. Our first guest today is someone that everybody just seems to know. Uh, he truly seems to be everywhere, and not only is, is he everywhere, he's there with a handshake, he shook my hand as I saw him today. Uh, he's there with a smile, and you'll know him because he always brings a certain amount of wonderful calm everywhere he goes. And it's, it's probably that calm and that presence that has helped turn our city into the event capital it is and much more. See, over the last 5, 10, 15 years or so, our city has seen things like the Northern BC Winter Games, the Allen Cup, the Koi Cup, uh, the World Under-17 Hockey Challenge. Uh, you've also seen that our senior flyers in that same time and even longer, they've done amazing things. I mean, I remember watching the Allen Cup. I remember hearing about the Koi Cup. And I've watched the senior flyers draw our community together. I've seen them inspire a generation of younger players. And they've given us events, stories, and so much more. And so I'm really excited. Our first guest, the person who's been there, the person who's basically, every time I go to volunteer, I notice his name is up at the top of the list, uh, is the one and the only Mr. Paul Van Nostrand. Paul, I'm just really excited. Uh, how are you, man? Fine. Thank you, Ted. Um, glad to be here. Oh, I'm excited that you are here. Um, I'm going to also let you know you're kind of a celebrity, so if I geek out, I'm, I apologize. Uh, my first question I wanted to ask, Paul, how did you get into volunteering? Because, yeah, when I mentioned that every time I sign up, I do see your name. Where did that, where did that come from? Well, it's probably a little bit in my DNA. When I was raised in southern Ontario, um, my mom was involved in, you know, coaching girls ball and also as a campaign manager for some political people and I tagged along and pounded in signs and lawns and that sort of stuff. So it's probably, I come by it honestly and then, uh, you know, when I came to Fort St. John in the mid-70s, I played lots of fastball and hockey and, uh, you know, there were always work bees and tournaments and so I would try and stick my hand up when the opportunity arose, so. 
I was going to ask one of the questions because I, every time I've been in Fort St. John, I know that there's lots, there's lots of people who volunteer. And that was one of the coolest things that I, being here, is no matter who you were, um, if someone needed help, someone would reach a hand. And we were always like that, or, or we do that. My question was going to be, um, you've been here just a few years more than I. Has the city always been like that? Well, I think in recent years, there have been some more big, high-profile events come to town that perhaps, you know, weren't um, around in the 70s. I mean, I know Fort St. John for years had a rodeo that was a huge event and muckluck rendezvous and things like that. And those were big, big events, but I don't know of too many um, major provincial championships uh, and national championships in those times. So I would say that um, as the city grew, those opportunities grew. And, um, um, you know, and I was fortunate to be a part of some of those, so. Well, I think the, one of the first places I met you, and we've talked a little bit about off-camera, um, I was in grade 12 in 2007 when the Northern BC Winter Games were in town. Um, can you speak a little bit about how it was to, to be a part of that and how to organize that and, and maybe some stories behind the scenes that maybe people wouldn't know? Well, in, uh, in 2007, a lady by the name of Patty Murray, who worked for the city, um, asked myself and, and Ben Mitchell Banks, and I didn't know Ben Mitchell Banks at the time. He was working with the Ministry of Environment and asked us if we would be interested in being co-presidents of the Northern BC Winter Games. And I got to know Patty prior to that uh, because I was involved in the Pee Wee AAA provincials in 2004 and and she had been involved in kids sport and we raised a bit of money for kids sport so that's kind of the connection there but I didn't know Ben from from Adam and <laughs> uh, you know and uh, we just nodded at each other and said yeah we'll give it a go and away <laughs> we went and uh, that was kind of the first um, you know big um, other, well the, the Pee Wee AAA provincials were a a sizable event too, but uh, that was the first one with, uh, you know, a thousand or twelve hundred kids. That was a big deal. Yeah. When we mentioned we were talking about at that point, everyone was billeted as well. That's right. That would be. That's a lot to organize. Just yeah. that on by itself. You know, and so many I'd never been had never been involved in an event like that before. But so many people I talked to who had participated in uh, Northern BC Winter Games and their uh, in their childhood, mm -hmm. talked about how billeting was so cool. They had lifelong friendships with some of the kids they billeted with and the billet parents and just thought it was fantastic. It's a little less heard of nowadays for all the obvious reasons of things that can go wrong, um, but it was terrific at the time. And, uh, you know, we had to screen people, of course, very carefully. and. Uh, but it was, as I said earlier, it was just one of the things that many um, people alluded to. The, and you talk to hockey players nowadays who are lifelong friends with their billet parents and their billet brothers and sisters. And so, yeah, it's but a lot of fun. I remember that because I, I went to the, the Northern Beast Center Games and there's a family in Dawson that I'm still friends with because yeah, I stayed at their house. They fed me. Yeah. Uh, I would have been late to a race had it not been for them. So yeah. I was curious about the games. Um, so you're organizing this. 
is this something else on top of your plate? Like, do you do you work full time and then oh by the way you have this giant thing that you're organizing, or do you get time to organize that? Or like, yeah, how how is that? Well, I was working full time, working full time, but thankfully I was working with Canfor and in the woodlands department there, and um, um, the the job I had, I was kind of in my own world, so I could. Uh, I could sneak away to meetings during the day if I needed to, but a lot of it happened in the evening as well. And then I would uh, take some time off, you know, some vacation time off during the games t to be available the whole time. But uh, no, it's a, and that's the same story with many volunteers. They all, most have jobs and do this, do that on the side. So it's not unusual. That's, so I think this town is really fun because. You, you, you see people put in a ton of work at their job and they're really good at it and then then they just sign off and basically go to the second job of volunteering and they have so much fun in it. Um, I, I was part of the acting community and a guy named Tony Atkins who was a full-time principal and then would come back and build a set until midnight yeah. uh, and then not bad an eye and just go, yep, that's what we do. Um, you must have met lots of people like that along. Like I said, you've been part of so many organizations, you must have also seen a lot of people who, who've done some terrific volunteering. Well, and the, one of the things that, you know, is really um, memorable, I guess, is that so many people I met for the first time volunteering uh, at the Northern BC Winter Games, for example. I didn't know Ben. I didn't know Karen Carlson, who's with the city now, and we've become friends for since 2007, and many other people, Sean Serreras, I hadn't met Sean. And so we had about 15 or 18 committee members and many of them were brand new to me. And uh, so that, and, and many of those have turned into uh, solid friendships ever since, you know, and uh, some, some of those guys have moved away, but many are still around town. And uh, so, yeah, that's been a fun part of it is the, the folks that you meet, brand new, brand new relationships. It's been good. I was gonna say, ask, is a neat part, because you're also, you, you spent a number of years coaching and things, is a neat part watching people grow up and, and you know, you get to know them here in this awesome, in, in uh, either a team or, or the BC Winter Games. Uh, some of the names you're saying though, I'm like, oh, I, kn I know them, and for a little bit later, because now they're big people in my life. Um, yeah. Is it, yeah, is that kind of neat to watch people grow and develop, I guess? Well, it really is. I've done some coaching, not, not a lot. I, I coached... Um, in minor hockey in the late 80s for a while before I had kids and uh, then I coached my son for a while and uh, so yeah I st it's fun to see you know bump into some of those kids around <laughs> town and you know hi Mr. Van Nostrand but no I'm not a mister I'm just Paul <laughs> you know and um, yeah that's always fun. I was going to ask about that because I I call you Mr. Van Nostrand because that's how I, I first knew you um, is it strange to hear, hey, Mr. Von, Van Nostrand, or, or like, is that a, the, the Mr. before that? Do you look for your dad, or is that, what's it like being, because I think I'm not the only one who calls you that. Well, I, I get it. I understand. You know, it's just, it's a, I, I call several people Mr., you know, even though I'm kind of almost the same age as some of them, just because it's, uh, to me, they've kind of always been a Mr. or a Mrs., and there you go. It's now that I'm a teacher, uh, people call me Mr. Sloan. It's a bit strange. It's 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 a neat continuation of like, oh yeah, that's where I that's where I am. Yeah. 
I want to talk, talk about the, the Pee Wee tournament that you talked a tiny bit about. What was that like, organizing the AAA Pee Wee tournament? It was uh, very fun. It was one of the first um, fairly big events that I was involved in. And I was manager of the Ross H. McLean Pee Wee hockey team at the time. And um, um, it was our turn. I mean, the, the, the uh, hosts rotate around the the various districts in British Columbia, the eight districts, and so it was Fort St. John's turn to host the AAA, the Pee Wee AAA Provincials, and so, so we grabbed a hold of that. And just to back up a little bit, in 2002, I believe, the uh, the uh, Midget AAA team had hosted Provincials, and I watched every game there, and it, they did such a fantastic job, Mike Waberski and and uh, Pam O'Kranich, rest her soul, and others. And uh, so when we were <coughs> in, um, given the opportunity to host in the Pee Wees in 2004, I, I uh, got a hold of Pam and others and man, what you guys did a few years ago was great. And so we kind of modeled our provincial after what they had done, a lot of the same things, but uh, it was terrific. We, you know, and we, um, in Fort St. John, we've, I've always said that um, we have often been able to do things that many small communities can't because of the affluence here, because of the solid economy for the most part, um, the strong support of the business community. You know, and for, for an example, in, in uh, 2004, we raised uh, $20,000 just easily, myself and Kelly Gullickson was the co-chair and um, from, you know, a couple of the sponsors who had helped the midgets two years before, so that was great. And so we were able to do some things that uh, many communities couldn't. We put on a banquet at the curling rink for all of the players, all of the staff, and any parents and kids who were there prior to the tournament with their sons free of charge, wow. you know, so lots of places can't do that. They don't have the funds to do that and they have to charge a fee or only restrict it to the players and that kind of stuff. So, so we were able to put on a free banquet with roast beef and mashed potatoes and all the fixings for everybody who was there for that tournament. And, um, you know, that's kind of unheard of many other places. So. It was exciting. We had eight teams here. Um, the final game was Burnaby Winter Club and North Shore Winter Club went into overtime with North Shore Winter Club winning 3-2. Um, you've probably heard the name um, uh, Landon Ferrero was here. Evander Kane, who's <laughs> in the newspaper a little bit yeah. these days, he's having some indiscretions in his world, but he was here and I remember distinctly sitting in the end of the North Peace Arena, shooting the breeze with his dad in uh, 2004. And so uh, a couple of players who went on to bigger and better things were in this peewee tournament here. So it was very fun. That's, well, I mean, when you organize that, um, like it's a, something I like about Fort St. John is is we have we have big events like we have I mean we're going to talk about the U17s in, in a little bit. Um, something neat I find about this town is it's it's a it's it's got big events but it's a small enough 
place that you get to really talk to people and, and, and yeah. see that. When you're organizing the, the tournament, did you know, oh, some of these kids are going to go places? Um, was that, did, did that, did that factor in or are you just like, this is the tournament, I'm going to organize it and just go one step at a time? Well, at, at the Pee Wee AAA level, that's when, you know, players um, are being noticed. You know, there's a Bantam draft, so it's an age group higher, um, you know, where players are actually drafted into Western Hockey League, and that's the junior, major junior leagues. But at Pee Wee level, a lot of people are really taking notice of, you know, the really good hockey players in the province. And there were several here for this for this tournament. And uh, one, one other thing I want to mention too about Fort St. John and uh, the coach of the uh, Kelowna team made a point of coming up and talking to me um, during the tournament. His name is Ken Andrusiak. And he said to me, uh, um, a lot of our parents were kind of tired of hockey. This was in March, the tournament. And they were kind of tired of the season, you know, it had been a long season, there'd been lots of tournaments, and they, and they were debating about not going to the provincials in Fort St. John. You know, it's way up north, and uh, it's a long way, and we're pretty tired and stuff. And he, he, he said, you want to go to Fort St. John. He told his parents, you want to go to Fort St. John. Because he had been here two years before mm -hmm. with his older son coaching the midget team. You want to go to Fort St. John because they put on a terrific thing. And Carolyn Krause was the host for that team. And he raved about Carolyn Krause and all the great things that she organized for that team. So that's just one of the things. And that's, and Fort St. John has a history of that, of, you know, you want to go to Fort St. John. That's, that's true. I can think of even just, I volunteered at the, at the Winter Games lately and, it was neat to have the organizers come up and go, this is a cool town. You guys, you do things a little differently up here. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Well, when you hosted the U-17s, when, is there, can, like I think hockey, but uh, you got the Peewees and the U-17s, was there similarity? Or did you draw back and go, okay, this is kind of like this, or was it like a whole new kettle of fish when you have the world come? It's pretty new kettle of fish. I mean, the the... The Pee Wee AAA Provincials, there are protocols to follow set out by BC Hockey and there are things you've got to do and, you know, um, systems in place and that sort of stuff, which is great. Same with any big event, Northern BC Winter Games, the same thing. But this is a BC, this is a Hockey Canada event and it's a big deal. And it is, I talk about, you know, Pee Wees being recognized. This is the age group where these kids, after they um, you know, the year after they play in the U-17 hockey tournament, they're drafted into the NHL. Some of them are. Many of them are. Many of them are. So um, it's a big deal. And so it's very um, well put together by Hockey Canada. There's lots of protocols to follow and, and um, ways that uh, things are expected to be done. And so it was different, but uh, very... Very good, quite a learning experience. Yeah. Well, it, just on a question, it's fun hearing you talk about the hockey and the kids, because it's very evident how much fun you have being part of it. Um, so thank you, because that's really neat. I get, we get to benefit from it. Um, 
What was the team like for the U17? I mean, you've got, you're right, they got all the protocols and things, but as a local community, uh, who were, what were some of the stories behind the scenes of, because I, I don't, I went to the games and I was so excited, but I know there was probably a million people behind there making sure that the puck was dropped, making sure the players were at the right oh. places, making sure that, like, you, you must have been part of an army. Well, we, it was. We had a terrific army. And one of, the, one of the other things great about any of the committees I've been involved in is um, the, the folks, and I'll mention some of the names later on, and I know I'll forget some, and <laughs> not forget some, I'll admit some, but um, they've never been satisfied with that's good enough. You know, it's got to be, we want it to be the best, you know, and the U17 opportunity uh, arose and uh, everybody on our host committee just wanted it to be the best and so basically you know I don't want to sound too cliche but no no stone left unturned you know we want to make sure that when people come to Fort St. John and they play in our arena and you know the U17 was a, a different kind of an event it was half the games were in Dawson Creek and half here and um, and we had four teams here that we catered, catered to, and um, yeah, and, and lots of lots of favor, favorable reports post tournament about how much they enjoyed Fort St. John. So, so you can't, um, yeah, that's all you need is just to have somebody saying, yeah, it was great here, and maybe we'll come back someday. So. And they did, and they we did, did yeah. two years later. <laughs> two years later, so it was awesome. I have to ask, just hearing of all the things that, that all the teams that you've been part of, do your teams ever get nervous? Like, like, I, like, do you ever sit in the room and go, maybe this is a big, this is too big? Or, or is it kind of go, no, we, we got this? And, and I would ask, like, are there people that maybe you looked up to and you went, oh, if this person, uh, like for me, honestly, if I see your name on something, I'm like, okay. Paul's here. Um, were there people that you that you were like, oh no, this person, I could, yeah. Were there people that you leaned on, or? or? Well, I'm more nervous here. <laughs> you don't look at all. Than I am at a, you know, at any of our U17 meetings, you know, because I came to know everybody and I knew everybody before, and uh, I'll I'll tell a little story about. Um, when, when it was first announced that Fort St. John was going to uh, partner with uh, Dawson Creek and host the U-17, I remember Ross DeBoer was with the city and Wally Ferris with the city at the time, and, and um, they, they told me uh, that, uh, you know, they were a little nervous about how this is going to go, like, how's it going to go? And so Ross came to the very first uh, host committee meeting, and, and we had, myself and Lee Hartman, Lee was the first call I made when, when I was asked about the U-17 tournament. Um, and we'd put together a committee of people, uh, some had been involved in the Island Cup, some had, had been involved in provincials with Lee, and we put together a committee and we had our first meeting. And, and Ross told me afterwards, after we got going, he told Wally, he said, no, we're golden, <laughs> you know, because we had people like Lee and Gail Weber and Bob Slater and Kathy Fast and on and on and on it goes. And we have it under control. And he knew that. But he, they didn't at first. 
but <laughs> so. So we have a lot of solid people here. Like we have a lot of cool, calm heads. Um, and I don't know if it's because, um, I don't know if it's a mixture of the energy sector, the agriculture sector, and just being here that may be part of Fort St. John is we never know what's going to happen so we can deal with anything. Uh, we don't seem unfazed. But yeah, we do have, when it comes to let's do something, I don't think I've really met too many people who haven't gone, oh, we can't do that. People just go, okay, let's try this. Yeah. Um, as I say, with the Allen Cup, uh, and also anytime if you're like, we're not done talking about the this, there's stories, please, please cut me off because I don't know the stories and you do. Um, how involved? I, I read that you were, like, I remember reading you about the Allen Cup and the Senior Flyers. Uh, how did you get connected with the Senior Flyers or the Flyer organization? Well, in, uh, in 2007, following the Northern BC Winter Games, some of the uh, and I, I enjoyed watching the Flyers, and I played a little bit in the 70s and enjoyed watching them later on. And, uh, and after the team had been resurrected in 2005, because they had about a six or seven year period where there were no Flyers, like we're going through right now, unfortunately, uh, just for a number of reasons. So in 2007, after, uh, and I knew a lot of people in, uh, involved with the Flyers, they'd, I'd been asked to maybe perhaps come on board and help host uh, the 2008 Savage Cup, which is the BC Hockey Senior AAA Championship. And the Flyers were now AAA, that's the highest level in senior hockey. And so I came on board as a director and, um, and wanted to help organize that. And uh, one thing led to another. The, the vice president retired and the president moved out of town all within about a year. And so here's me with my acting handle of vice president and I just rolled into being the president and kind of have been that way since. So lots of good times, lots of sad times like right now where we haven't been able to get a team going. But uh, the Allen Cup was terrific. Um, the Allen Cup is the oldest uh, hockey trophy in Canada. It's older than the Stanley Cup. It's like, uh, I forget what it is now. Our, in 2010, we hosted the 102nd. Wow. So it's, um, and uh, we, were we were supposed to host it in uh, 2011, uh, that in the rotation around the country, goes from Quebec to Ontario and Maritimes and just um, rotated around. But Quebec, wasn't going to have a team in 2010, so Hockey Canada asked us if we could bump ours up a little bit, and so we said we would, and away we went. So, how long does it take? Like, just thinking of that, um, from Hockey Canada asking you to purse puck drop, how long does that kind of thing last? Or the planning? Well, we our timeline was shorter than most <laughs> because we learned in August that they wanted to bump us up for the tournament in in uh, April. That's not a lot of time at all. No, it isn't. And most teams would have a full year or year and a half to, they would know well in advance. I think it had been awarded to Quebec and then with Quebec not having a team, then they went to the next station and that was us. So, so it was uh, faster than, but it, um, I mean, there were a number of projects that were proposed and uh, took place in the North Peace Arena. The city was terrific. All the uh, mayor and council of the day 
uh, just so supportive of, of that. And uh, yeah, we put it all together. Just, uh, and we won it. So that was. I wasn't getting any better than that. No, that was that was a very sweet thing. Yeah. I have. I just hearing your how you got to the top of the Flyers. Did you know that eventually you were going to coast the Allen Cup, or was this just one of the surprises that came with the job? Um, well, we knew that it would probably come around to us. We didn't know in 2008. I don't think we knew what year it might be, okay. uh, as I recall. But um, not not long after that, we knew that we would be able to, or BC, BC would be hosting it. And so we were the new kids in the block and Powell River had hosted it many times before. And so there was a very good chance that Fort St. John was going to host it. So, um, but yeah, we, it was a condensed period to <laughs> put it all together. But there again, we had a Carmen Monroe was a co-chair with me. Her husband played in the Flyers and Carmen was a is a workaholic, like just did everything, um, just terrific volunteer, and and then we had a um, terrific host committee of of um, you know volunteers and fundraisers and people, as I said before, people willing to you know not it's not good enough um, or just good enough isn't, isn't good, good enough. enough. Yeah. It's got to be better better than that. So. Uh, yeah, we did. But I've got a few questions, but one of them, um, like I remember, there's a few things where I remember. Like I remember Sidney Crosby scoring the, the Olympic goal, but uh, one of the memories was was I remember the Flyers winning the, the Allen Cup, and I remember listening and seeing. Um, do you, I'd be curious to say, do you remember that, or was it all kind of a blur? Because you were probably doing lots of things too. Um, do you have a favorite memory from that, or...? There are lots, but I often have um, said that, um, I mean, there are a lot of, lot of great memories and lots of great people, but, and I've told Ryan Carter this, when he scored the third goal in the third period to put us up 3-1, I've never heard the building that loud before <laughs> because everybody knew, hey, we got this now, because it was 2-1 up till then, and um, yeah. So it was fantastic. So that was probably, that's the one that, uh, you know, kind of sticks in my head a bit. But uh, all the post-game ceremonies and stuff, it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, lots of memories. And I, I still, you know, I'll be in the grocery store, uh, Canadian Tire, and somebody go, man, the Allen Cup was sure good, you know. And, and it's true, and I, for the longest time, people who were there, uh, um, Rod Fontaine, rest his soul, uh, Mr. Hockey of Fort St. John, he, mm -hmm. he told me often uh, that that was the best amateur hockey he'd ever watched, ever. Um, I mean, he'd watched lots of pro hockey and played some semi-pro, but the best hockey, amateur hockey he'd ever seen. So, junior, senior, whatever. So, and it was good. It was. It was. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Um, I one of the questions I'd asked you before on paper. Do you have a, a favorite moment or a favorite thing of volunteering? Um, like I said, it's really fun hearing you talk about the stories and and seeing them through your eyes. Uh, yeah. Is there is there a thing about volunteering that you enjoy the most? 
And that's a big question. You also could be like, I can think about that. You don't have to answer it right now. No, I, I, um, I mean, there are, in any event, you know, there, there are probably um, things that, that stick out in that event. Like, you know, the, you look at the Olympics and Sidney Crosby's golden goal. Well, everybody thinks about that. And I, I think about winning the Allen Cup and Ryan Carter's goal and, and the Pee Wee AAA finals and that sort of stuff. But to be honest, you know, when I, when I think of people that I've met, who I'm still great, good friends with. Some of it's some uh, long-distance friendship because they've moved on. But people like Ben Mitchell Banks, who I mentioned earlier, and Karen Carlson, who was on our um, 2007 Northern BC Winter Games, and Sean Serreras, and and uh, you know I could name and Gail Weaver and Mike Landucci, uh, who's passed along, and people like that. You know. Um, that's the that's what's very cool especially when you when you've been involved with a lot of those people for example in 2015 and then you go and do it again in 2017 and everybody looks across the table how you doing how you been the last two years and here we go um so just the the folks that i many of the folks i i met volu just volunteering you know at the start and um, uh, those friendships have carried on so yeah Special. That's, thank you. I was going to ask next about just uh, meeting people and, and relationships that have gone on for a while. Because every once in a while you've talked about you playing sports and a little bit of hockey and a little ball. Um, we talked earlier, what, what was the fast pitch scene like in, in Fort St. John? In, you said you played a bit in the 90s. Um, so fast pitch, we talked about, that's okay. Now that we're not talking on the phone, that's where you, you throw it underhand, but very, very quickly. Pretty quickly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. I hadn't known that you played. What did? What position did you play? Well, I was second baseman mostly, but I when I grew up in Ontario, I did some pitching and was not good though. So. <laughs> well, it must be hard to throw a ball that fast, that accurate, that quick. Like that's got That's got to be a skill. Well, it's yeah, it is. And thankfully, well, my my buddy Mike Lavender, who I came west with. He was a fantastic pitcher, and when when we arrived here in the mid '70s, fastball was a huge thing. Like everybody played hockey all winter and fastball all summer. A little bit of golf thrown in, but not very much. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, there were, I think, there were eight or ten teams here in Fort St. John. Every town, little town, had a team. So fast pitch softball, uh, we always called it fastball. Uh, it was huge. Um, in the in the seventies, and uh, but now there's very little uh, very little men's fast pitch happening in Canada. There's some, and um, th there is uh, women's fast pitch softball, and, and I think there are opportunities for it to continue for a long time because kids from Canada can can go to school in the United States and play play fast pitch down there. So in fact the Team Canada won the bronze in, in the Olympics in Tokyo. So, mm -hmm. but as far as men's fast pitch, it's really there isn't much of it happening nowadays. So, um, it's unfortunate. I love that game. It was great. Say, I played about twenty years here. Well, I was gonna ask, you said every town had a team. Oh yeah. It sounds like you did lots of traveling and we lots did. of playing. 
in in the uh, in the mid seventies, there were a few years we played eighty ball games in the summer. Wow! So there were there would be twenty league games, twenty five league games, perhaps maybe even a few more, and we were in tournaments just about every weekend. We'd be. I played uh, in the Klondike Days Senior A tournament in Edmonton one year. Our team went down there. We played provincials in Lethbridge and Brooks, Alberta. Went to tournaments in Prince George and Kelowna and Kamloops, all over the place. Every so we played around eighty games a couple of years there in the mid seventies. That's so, so I had no idea that that was. So you work five days a week and then you play ball at night and you go <laughs> in a tournament in the weekend. So. <laughs> uh, and Fort St. John always had one a big tournament. Totem Days was the, was the um, you know the most popular one probably in June. Totem Days tournament. What is what is Totem Days? Well, it's gone now, but at the time it was uh, well. There was fastball tournament. There were outhouse races, and I've I, heard of these. Okay, there you go. you'll have to talk to uh, oh Terry Townsend would be a good guy to talk to about the the outhouse races. He's they had the world championship outhouse races in Port St. John. So I don't know anything about it. I didn't have anything to do with organizing. I was never in it. Okay. Um, but I watched it quite a few times. The Totem Days was a, you know, it was like Muckluck Rendezvous. Muckluck Rendezvous in the winter, there were dog sled races and uh, hockey, usually a hockey tournament or two thrown in there and other wintry things. Some skiing going on in Taylor at Big Bam Ski Hill and that sort of stuff. So that's what Totem Days were. So there's lots there. I wanted to, because just off camera, we mentioned. Uh, Big Bam Ski Hill. I didn't. I didn't know that Bam actually refers to a tree. Yeah. Um, you were. We talked about the 2007 Northern BC Winter Games, and you had kind of dropped a hint saying, "Well, I was actually part of the 1984 Winter BC Winter Games," because uh, I didn't know that you worked in the, as a logger. Uh, so, what may I ask about the story of, of of you and the trees at Big Bam Ski Hill? Well, I wasn't too much a part of the 1984 BC Winter Games, but I was asked by one of the organizers, Daryl Alexander, who worked for the Ministry of Forests. Mm -hmm. And I was a faller at the time, hand falling trees in the bush. Um, and he asked me if I would come down to the Big Bam Ski Hill and knock down a bunch of the Big Bam trees because many of them were dead, the tops were rotten, uh, and they were really worried about the liability of a limb falling off and hurting someone at the 1984 BC Winter Games. So I went down there, and BAM trees are huge. They're like four feet across, many of them. Jeez. Um, and so my buddy Mike Lavender, who I mentioned earlier, uh, the Big Bam Ski Hill had a small crawler tractor down there with a bucket. And so Mike acted as my wedge uh -huh. to kind of help guide these trees in the direction that we wanted because they were so big and so rotten uh, that you couldn't really pound wedges in to get them to go in the right direction. So we fell about, I would say, 15 of those big trees down there. And I left a couple 
near power lines and buildings that I didn't want to touch. I said, BC Hydro better come and dive into these from the top down. But uh, we fell those Big Bam tree, trees at the Big Bam ski hill in 1984, or 1983, I guess it was, fall of 83. That yeah. is, so, that is kind of, that's my claim to fame, fame yeah. knocking down <laughs> all those trees. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I didn't do anything else with the Winter Games, but but you 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 that I mean I fell in trees before, but little ones, so I can't imagine this big giant four foot tree just toppling over. Yeah, and they were, but we had a good system with uh, with my buddy Mike running the. He could apply a bit of pressure up high gently. You got to be careful with those big trees, and I would do the notching and the back cut and away they went. So. We got out of it unscathed. Didn't wreck anything and didn't hurt ourselves. So it was good. I said, when you said there was a tractor, I had visions of being like, well, I stood in the bucket and cut and been like, oh no, but no, no that's uh, there was much safer than that. Yeah. That's, I had no, I, like I said, I had no idea that's even, like I, I knew of Big Bam. I was mentioning to you, I'd saw the lodge. Um, and then someone said, there was a ski hill. And I went, there was a ski hill here? Um, so it's been neat to see it come back. Yeah. Um, you must have seen some way, like, it's neat hearing, like, I never knew about Totem Days, but now I know about the, the Winterfest, and so, yeah. yeah, our town has some neat way, you're saying the senior flyers then, now the senior flyers are coming back, and, and they'll hopefully come back. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've seen a lot of history in this town. Yeah, I have seen quite a bit. Not a pioneer yet. No. But, uh... <laughs> and I, I, I apologize. Uh, for those of you who are watching, I asked Paul, I said, I'm looking for pioneers of the peace, and Paul very graciously went, Okay. <laughs> um, I, I know that I had a bunch of questions that I wanted to ask you. Um, is there one that I... Um, well, yeah, we talked a tiny bit. Uh, because y you're not quite a pioneer, um, are there, you've mentioned a lot of names, a lot of people who've done lots of stuff. Uh, are there some names that we should make sure that we mention of people who have really built things in the city that you, that you know of that you're like oh we haven't talked about this person yet we should or have we because we did cover quite a few but i don't want i want to make sure that, yeah we get everyone you'd like well there are a few names that come to mind that um, um and i wouldn't say they're pioneers but uh they these folks were involved in many or all the ones I was involved in, plus a bunch of others. And so a prime example of that is Gail, uh, is Gail Weaver. Gail um, was on the Allen Cup host committee. She was on the two under-17 committees. Um, plus she um, is a, uh, um, a Skate Canada senior representative for figure skating and has been forever and so she's a person who comes comes to mind and her her volunteer you know and gail's the type of person i can remember uh, and there are a few others uh uh getting a whole oh i hear uh, this this event's coming to town again uh, yeah let me know if you need me not me, they, I guess they knew full well that I was going to be calling them, <laughs> but they beat me to the punch. And Greg Hammond is another one. Like, mm -hmm. um, he was a medical director for the Allen Cup and the under 17s. And, and the heat, you know, as soon as there's an inkling that something's going to be going on, he gets a, got a hold of me. And so, but Gail Weaver, Mike Landucci, yeah. who's passed on a few years, five years ago now, 
Uh, ever since he came into town, he was heavily involved in ball, minor ball, fastball, organizing officials, uh, and then hockey, of course. Um, and he was, uh, um, the three hockey events that I was involved in, um, you know, he, he um, was in charge of the officials, and so he would liaise with the BC hockey people or with the Hockey Canada people. And just his lot in life was to look after officials and make sure everything was good. And that was, you know, and he was terrific. Uh, and another lady who comes to mind, um, and I won't dare ever call her a pioneer, but uh, Trudy Alexander. Uh. You know, she has been around when I coached a, bit, a few years in the 80s. Uh, before I had kids, uh, Trudy was involved in minor hockey and had been for a few years before that. And so I would venture to say that there's not one hockey event, and hockey's huge in Fort St. John. It's not the only thing, but it is, it is pretty big. Um, I would venture to say that Trudy has been involved in one way or another in every hockey event in Fort St. John since early 80s, I would say probably 35 years. Not one that she hasn't been involved in, in one. So you look, and plus she's also volunteered, you know, just as a, as a volunteer for the Allen Cup, not as a hockey representative or something, but selling 50-50 tickets, you know. So those three people, Gail, Mike, and Trudy, really come to mind as, as uh, uh, you know, people who really just loved volunteering, you know. Yeah. And it's neat that you say we were talking about 50-50 tickets because I've, I've, I've got the chance to, to run into those three. Um, it's neat that you point out those three and, and others in this town, and even yourself. Um, you might be the, the, the president of the association or you might be, be one of the, the chairs of the event. Um, but what's really neat is watching those people go, oh, you need someone to sweep the floor? I'll, I'll do that as well. Like the, the yeah. People are really good at, like you kind of said, not not just good enough that's not no there's a whole we're gonna we're gonna make it work because that's what you just do yeah and the other thing too ted is you know i my son always uses the term uh details like looking after details and i've thought about that a lot that you know and i've talked with about um about that with lee hartman recently about how good our committees were at taking care of details you know don't let you know, oh gee we should have thought of that or gee we should have some, done that make sure that the details are taken care of you know and so uh, uh, you're right you know if during committee meetings people would often say well what do you think about this or what do you think about that or gee we should do this eh? and just anything that could be done to make it better you know and that was uh um, as I said, um, it wasn't okay for to be good enough. It had to be better than good enough. Well, and something, as I get older, I really appreciate looking at, I wouldn't say you're old enough to be my dad, but you're, you're maybe my cool uncle. Um, I look at the committees that you've been part of, and it's neat because you guys think of everything. Um, and I've never seen someone just stand and go, I did that. Um, the, the, the older and older I get, the more and more I realize that if you're on a committee, 
at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who did it, it's that it got done. Yeah. And that's um, looking up at, at the committees you've been part of and just this town. That's such a neat thing is knowing, yeah. like I got to play in, a, I got to go to the BC Winter Game, uh, the Northern BC Winter Games. Someone found me a bill at home. Someone did that. And, and I don't know who, but I know that I got to say thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for part of that because this town is really good. I'll, I'll, I've been part of tournaments where I needed something and someone's already thought of that. It's like you have a great group of parents that are just looking after everyone going, yep, cool, got that. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. And, you know, our town has been uh, famous for that, really. Just, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different things go into the mix. As I mentioned earlier, you know, a general affluence here that we might not see in all, all the towns in BC. Um, we're very fortunate and a very giving business community who time and time again, you know, will, when you stumble through the door, they'll help you out. And, and then the volunteers. And I really, what really uh, had, um, became apparent to me and Lee Hartman the, uh, during the U17 tournaments was um, how many of the volunteers are seniors? Well, the vast majority of volunteers are seniors. And it hadn't really occurred to me until after the 2015 event was done. And then when the 2017 event came along, we, we said we're, with our legacy money, we were going to benefit the seniors um, the second time around and catch up because we hadn't dedicated any legacy money to the seniors and we did in 2017 to the uh, North Peace Seniors Housing because the vast majority of our volunteers were seniors and um, so we needed to recognize that and we did and it's it's apparent it's true it's uh, if you look at any event Bottomer old pioneers like <laughs> I'm gonna look out for that because now you say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's it was really apparent in uh, in uh, you know for the U17 tournaments, both here and in Dawson Creek. Lots of seniors, lots of seniors. Security usher selling 50/50 tickets. You name it. Well, and I remember. I was like, now that you say that, so I I was on the during the BC Winter Games. I was part of the night shifts of the of the places the athletes were staying, and I was always with uh, an older gentleman or lady and they're the best because yeah. a they just know they know what to do and be the stories they pull out of places yeah um yes thank you for bringing that to light because i now that you say that I, I really hadn't thought about how our town our seniors are really great at giving back oh and good. they keep giving i mean they they're retired they don't have to do that yeah. Yeah. Oh. they're they are you know uh, far and away the, the greatest number and the best volunteers are our seniors in Fort St. John, you know, and that's really apparent. Um, uh, you know, maybe not, maybe not in the 70s. I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention to it in the 70s. <laughs> Just kind of went to a work bee and, um, but in the 2000s, seniors. That's, yeah. I, thank you. Thank you for highlighting that. You're welcome. That's the kind of thing that we wanted to build this this podcast for, this video podcast, is to go, hey, that thing you got to do, it's because someone did it. And so, yeah, we're shining a light. Thanks. Um, I have, 
I want to talk a bit about fast pitch again, just one more time. Is there any some like is there stories that we're missing that you're like, oh yeah, by the way, this happened in fast pitch? Or like, was there a rivalry that we used to have, or was there? Because I again, this is a world I know nothing about. Um, just thinking of like places like Dawson and places like Grand Prairie and all the little towns. Was there a, a team that you're like, we're gonna? That's where when we go there, it's it's not no love lost. What was it like? There was a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. We had a rival rivalry. Rivalry, I'm sorry, with Dawson Creek somewhat because that's just because it's Dawson Creek. Yep. Right? But our greatest rivalry um, on the teams I played on in the 70s, especially, uh, uh, were teams from Grand Prairie. And they had some very good fastball teams, and uh, we were arch rivals with them. And if we could beat. Uh, the one team in particular, the Doug Lewis Bulldogs, were um, they were national senior B champions and Alberta champions. And so whenever we had the opportunity to bump them off or try and bump them off, we did. So there was a quite a rivalry for um, at least half a dozen years with them. Yeah. And in town, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, you knew everybody you were playing against in town and there were, you know, eight eight to ten teams in the mid seventies in town, and uh, uh, and sizable crowds at the at Kim Park. You know, where yeah. it's going to be an outdoor rink there soon. Yeah, but that's where we played fastball. It was right there in that diamond that was taken down. So, wow. Yeah. So a lot of memories went away the way of the excavators, but that's okay. That's <laughs> I think the outdoor rink's going to be terrific, and there's no men's fastball anymore, <laughs> so it's it's a better use of the property than than these. So, what a neat because I I was going to ask where you played because um, I didn't I, I don't know how long Kin Park has been there, but that would be kind of neat being walking like you must yeah when you walk in Kin Park go I used to play here this is what I, I used to hit the ball that far yeah and there were a few bleachers but a lot of people pulled their cars up and just drove up to the fence and just sat. Watching the ball game from their car—that'd be terrific through the fence. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, we had—I don't want to exaggerate—but there were many games we played, and especially playoff games, where there'd be three or four hundred people down there at Kim Park Diamond watching basketball. And well, and I mean, I don't want to say Fortune John is a tiny town, but I mean, three, uh, today, if three hundred and four hundred people showed up in an event—that's a lot of people. Yeah, um, that must have been like the, the town happening. If it was awesome. The, the games were, there was play-by-play -play by the radio station for years. Really? I was talking about that with uh, uh, somebody here the other day. And I know from my beginnings here in the mid-70s until at least the early 80s, there was play-by-play -play by the radio station of fastball. That's... Yeah. And, well, I know who I was talking to. A friend of mine lives in Calgary and I played ball with. We were talking about Jim Hewson. Okay. Jim Hewson, and he's a little bit before my time. I have met Jim, um, but um, my friend Alec Wick in Calgary, we were talking about Jim Hewson and how, uh, of course, he did play-by-play -play for the Golden Hawks and Huskies, some, through the radio station, but he also did play-by-play -play at the Ball Diamond, which I didn't know until today. That's so, really... A I didn't because yeah. I knew he was here, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even realize that's kind of where he could not necessarily cut his teeth, but he was definitely practicing at a young age there. Yep. Yeah, he was. That's 
So he's just recently retired, and um, I sent him an email today. I said, congratulations. And I don't know him very well. I've met him twice, maybe, and uh, um, congratulations on your retirement. I'm going to miss your distinguished voice, you know, and it is. He has a, a very distinguished voice for hockey. That was only, I think, during the Allen Cup. Didn't he? Uh, he gave a couple shout, or at least one shout out, I think. Oh, he did. He and Don Cherry gave a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. That was a neat, like, oh, that's us. Uh, yeah. To hear, because I, when I worked on radio, I wanted to be Jim Houston. Um, so to hear him go, Fort St. John, I was like, oh, this is so yeah. exciting. Big shout out to the Fort St. John Flyers that won the Allen Cup. Yeah. And the other thing he did, and you've probably seen that video about the rivalry between Fort St. John and Dawson Creek. No. Oh, I'm going to send you that. Please do. Yeah, it'll make your day. <sighs> The, the Rolodex of people you've met is is quite impressive. That's yeah, you, that's been fun. That, that well, it sounds like it just sounds like yeah. If, when you write your book, I will I would love to read it. I'm I'm curious. Um, we talked about you know, the 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 AAA tournament. We talked about the Northern B Sooner Games. We talked about the U17. We've talked about fast pitch. Um, we've talked about a little bit about logging. Did you have any idea that, you know, let's say the world comes to Fort St. John again, your name is going to come up. Do you have any idea that you would be helping to rec- to organize some world-class events? Was that ever on the list, or is it just you just put your name down wherever it needed to go? Yeah, it just, it just kind of happened, actually. It, um, I mean, um, I, I think of, uh, of course... I'd been involved with the Northern BC Winter Games and then the, the, the Flyers uh, Savage Cups and those and then the Allen Cup and so they just just they just kind of happened. I mean, I didn't have aspirations to, you know, be co-chair of the Allen Cup Host Committee ever, but it just evolved into that and. And then the U17 tournaments. I was at my son Michael's convocation in Kelowna in the summer of 2015 and Barry Raynard called me and he's a Hockey Canada director and he was working with the city in Dawson and they they were going to be hosting looking to host the 2015 under 17 tournament and he got my name from Rick Walters who <laughs> they, they were good friends with the tracker midget team in, in its initial stages and and I didn't know Barry from a hill of beans, and he said, we're thinking about doing this and wondering if Fort Saint, if you could get a committee together and maybe Fort St. John and Dawson Creek would host this together. And I, and this was in the summer of 2015. I thought, well, I could probably get something going here and give it a go. And as soon as I hung up, I called Hartman. <laughs> I called Lee Hartman and, and uh, yeah, what do you think, Lee? And he, of course, he's a hockey nut. And he was all over it, like, oh, and he, he was general manager of the Flyers, is general manager of the Flyers. Uh, so we, we had a close working relationship. And, you know, do we, do, yeah, well, yeah, we want to do this, you know, and so that's kind of where it went. And so when I got back, uh, we got together and, and uh, made a bunch of calls and got a committee together. And then that's where Ross sat in on the meeting and, mm-hmm and saw what was happening and what was going on and all the people that were there and how experienced they were and how gung-ho they were. And 
he said we're golden. (laughs) But it's not a, it's never been a, you know, an aspiration of mine. It just sort of kind of rolled. And then once you get involved in a few events, then of course people know who you are and, and um, you say, hey, Paul, would you be interested in doing this? And sometimes I've said no, but not too often. So, well, it's, uh, it's been nice to see you relax as well, though I can't imagine. I, I was talking before and said, I don't actually know what you do. Um, and you were saying, oh, I'm semi retired, but I swear with the amount of things you do, you probably put more hours in a day. Than, than most people who are not semi-retired but have full jobs. So thank you for that. Thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. Um, I think uh, I said we're, we're going to keep you for 20 to 30 minutes, and I have no idea what the time is, but I can assume that it's only more. Um, I wanted to, before we, we sign off and things, I wanted to say thank you because you, you're our first guest. And also, um, yeah, as a young person in this town, like I said, when I looked up and saw you, I, I know it was going to be okay, and also, like today, you shook my hand, and you, you got to know everybody in this room. Um, you're just a true gentleman, so thank you for helping people like me learn about that. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Is there anything, we were mentioning a couple names that we may have missed or anything like that, um, and I'm sure tonight, as soon as we sign off, you're going to go, oh, I should have said that. Um, I think I've asked most of the questions, all the questions I did, um, anything that we're missing, or should we... Uh, we can always tag it on later and go, and here's the missing bit. But how are you feeling about it? No, I feel good. And uh, I, as you said, probably when I hop in my truck and head home, I'm oh, man, I should have. But I mean, um, I've been involved with, with uh, very fortunate to be involved with so many people um, in getting some of these events going. And, and they all know who they are. And... Um, and they're, yeah, they're just terrific. They're terrific. And many of them, as I'd mentioned earlier, um, I'd met for the first time joining a committee, you know. Later on, um, you know, the U-17s and uh, that type of stuff, I knew pretty much everybody. There weren't any new faces. But early on in 2007, uh, Northern BC Winter Games, uh, lots of new faces that I've come to be close friends with since that time. So I know I'll wish I would have said somebody else's name, but I won't because there's too many. There's too many. But, uh, some of the key ones I've tried to mention anyway, and they've been terrific for the community. You know, just Well, it's kind of neat because some of the things you said, I know I'm going to go call and go, so I was talking to Paul, and he says that you have some stories about this. Um, so in one way, it's, it'll be fun, because you've ha- helped the dominoes fall here, here, and here. So yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that's, that's kind of our first episode. Uh, keep watching. Big thank you to everyone who's tuning in. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.